let me hear it. it money money talks your trusted resource for your money your your, your, your future your life chicken We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Jim Crone and Juliana Barbagelata. Rolled right off the tongue that exactly. time, Kelly Lynn. Yep. Nice and uh, smooth. I think it's just the second time. I had to get warmed up. Yeah. Exactly. That's all it was. Got to do some verbal exercises first. Oh, really? Do you have any recommendations? Not on. We're not going to torture the listeners with that. Oh, well, that's good. I, I was going to be tortured right along with it. Uh, Kelly Lynn, where yes. are we going next? Oh, we've got a case study. All and right. I, I bring the experts in who know how to do this. So I've got Dominic. He's late 40s. Um, very successful chief operating officer. He's always worked for public companies. Um, so, you know, he's kind of used to that, like, stock options and bonus plans and all those you know really higher end you know compensation type you know bonus structures um he's been headhunted by a considerably smaller company um privately owned uh by family and while it is a completely comparable position and it allows you know his family life to you know flourish He's concerned about the the perk because they are trying to offer him a non-qualified compensation plan. And he's like, are they secure? Are they, I don't know, because it's not stock. He's not used to this. So, Jim, yeah, what is a non-qualified That's compensation plan? a great way to start. That, let's start with that yeah. because he's not, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so when you cut right to the core of what it is that this particular company is offering, you know, we can start with the distinction of qualified plan, which is most commonly referred to as a 401k. There right? we go. We all know what that is. Yeah. We all know what that is. And they and may still have that, correct? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You would almost use that. That's a fundamental, right? Right. Um, when you're offering it. But what comes with a qualified plan is limitations. Ah. Right? So that's the framework for why non-qualified has entered into the picture. So and regulations, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Regulations, regulations prohibit many times uh-huh. um, individuals that are the high earners from putting in rec- uh, representative amounts okay. that are allowing for them to hit their retirement goals. Mm. Right? Those limitations, and they can come in many forms and frameworks, but um, the qualified plan has to be available for all individuals. That's okay. part of what happens. And so with that higher income earner, um, when they're sort of behind the eight ball related to their own individual retirement goals, that's where a non-qualified plan comes into play. Okay. And many times it's been interesting, you know, this one starts with the individual approaching saying, hey, I'm being offered this. Well, tell me more. Yeah. I want to be sure. But oftentimes we're talking to small business owners as a way of saying, how do I keep the talent uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or, or attract, attract the talent. Exactly. I mean, that, that seems to be what they're trying to do, obviously. Absolutely. So yeah. these non-qualified plans, and they can come in a lot of different flavors. The most common are supplemental executive retirement plans, better known as SERP. 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 <laughs> 
Uh, I can get sorry. that on my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blueberry or blueberry or strawberry. I like them straight up. Yeah, I get but, it. but with syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to that's one way to do it. But uh, uh, that's one, and it's actually the one that we're going to focus on here. But the okay. other versions of the non-qualified come into uh, deferral plans, where an executive might actually say, "I want to leave a little bit of my money." with the company, allow it to grow, uh-huh. and then accessible for retirement down the road. You gotta have a lot of faith in that company. You gotta have, see, now that That's really hits to the core of what it is that this individual's Exactly, exactly. I can see where he's like, ah. Yeah, because one, you gotta take a buy-in on the vision, right. and you gotta also take a buy-in on whatever that future management is, yeah. right? Because the, other than, you know, distinguishing back between a qualified plan, which is an off-balance sheet, off-income statement asset, right? So any qualified funds have to be established in a trust, which is off the company's books. A contrast of that is the non-qualified plans are on balance sheet, both on a, uh, a liability as, and they're also on an income statement for that company. So that individual's got to have some buy-in to one, see that they, they see a value in, in the current framework for how long that company is going to look for. But when they step into the agreement, you're talking about, you know, if a retirement is age 65 and that person's going to get a 10-year payout, well, they got to buy in with the future management of the company exactly. to say, somebody's going to be around this company to make sure I get my money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I that's deferral see, or a service. Yeah, I could see the question on, you know, risk. But but you now a SERP is a little different where... Sure. It's a little bit more stable. SERP is uh, a, a, frankly, it's a company's decision that says we're going to step in and we're going to offer you a a supplemental retirement benefit. Okay. And we're going to maybe color that with definitions. And that turns into an actual agreement, which is uh, given to the individual. And the company then funds it, right? And and so that kind of leans into uh, another buy-in that the individual has to make. So the, the question many times comes in to say, okay, well, not only am I going to buy into future management being able to pay me this benefit, but what are the assets that you might set aside today mm-hmm. that would allow for this benefit to be paid to me? And overwhelmingly, like north of 70%. Okay. Uh, if you go back to studies that have been done many times over, corporate like Fortune 500 companies use corporate-owned life insurance as the vehicle of choice to fund these types of benefits for oh. top executives, and that's where the insurance angle comes in. See, folks, I, I, you I'm knew pulling there was the right a, people. Yeah, <laughs> you knew he would have a so, clue. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just so you know. But the, it it gets overwhelming in terms of the options that are available. Back to the issue of the corporation's decision, right? Mm-hmm. One, they make the decision. Two, they make an agreement, which gets represented on the balance sheet as well as the income statement. And then the third element here is the asset of choice, many times over, is corporate-owned life insurance for the simple fact that it grows money tax-free and has access to those funds tax-free. Mm. So that is when you start lining up you know, for a CFO to make a decision, 
you know, the issue is they get to, to um, take one of those bigger cost items off the table because of the tax-free implications of corporate-owned life insurance. Okay. And so that gives them um, reason for putting it on the balance sheet. So there again, corporate-owned life insurance is an asset that does sit on the books. Mm-hmm. So you can go through any any uh, prospectus or any financials of a big company, and you're going to see in a line item many times that says corporate-owned life insurance. Sure. And that gets reflected as the asset of choice to fund these kinds of benefits. And the, it's more focused, the corporate-owned life insurance aspect is much more emphasizing the tax-free growth. So we're going to minimize the life insurance portion mm-hmm. so as to make the, the tax-free benefit so that when we access the funds tax-free down the road, we're actually able to, to get to a place where they make economic sense. Wow. And then the other benefit, which is characterized maybe as a side benefit, is if the individual doesn't live, uh-huh. then they have a life insurance portion that comes to the company so that they can then fund the actual benefit to the family. Okay. So there's some nice ways to weave all these pieces and parts together. So these actually are beneficial for the individuals. Well, for the individual, they're terrific because okay, yeah. they're, they're one. The SERP in particular is they're not contributing anything. It's just an extra and above retirement benefit to okay. that individual. Many times it's structured to a particular detail that says you're going to retire at 65. So we're going in this case, he's 48. We're mm-hmm. going to keep you to 65. And at 65, we're going to create, I don't know, 10, 15 years of, of income stream okay. that you can take. And that's part of what you're signing on to when you take this role at this company. So Those can be used for smaller businesses, too, like a oh, privately yeah. held business. And, and you see those commonly, Well, right? you know, the most, yeah. the most interesting thing about a small business is they may not want to give up equity, as an owner, but they can sure lay down one of these non-qualified benefit plans, which does give a terrific advantage without having to give up equity. There you go. And Juliana, just I know this is I'm kind of springing this on you. You you would kind of plan for this and assume it's a, a an asset, a, an asset source. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, assuming you know that we've reviewed all the fundamentals of the plan and how everything's set up, like. Uh, Jim is saying, yes, we would definitely build it into the plan. Um, okay. Sometimes clients like to see, you know, well, what would happen if it doesn't even exist, you know, so that they can plan for conservative. Okay. Yeah, exactly. conservative assumptions, mm-hmm. okay. which you guys do all the time. Right? Exactly. You can you can do it with it, without it, exactly. and show them the differences and all exactly. the rest of that. Financial mm-hmm. planning is an awesome tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it quite often it allows you to see that. Yeah, well, not only does well. it allow you to see it, but it also is kind of the, the uh, guide mm-hmm. for your assets exactly. for how we invest how you your saw, assets. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's the key. Yeah. Well, and most specifically, a guide for our 10 year rule. Exactly. Yeah, where we set aside assets to make sure that they're available. Your spending is covered. Uh, right. For the in, next in, 10 years. in the future. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. Kelly Lynn, where are we going from here? Uh, we're going to hit our question mailbag. I've got a couple in there that have been here on the books for a while. We're going to try and get rid of those. So, all right. All right. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. This has been a production of Hensler Money Talks.
All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.